You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning, everybody. Joe Gavallis with the Safe Senior Hour. I hope all is well with you and yours. And uh, uh, today we're uh, going to uh, be addressing uh, uh, more frauds that are happening out there against the seniors. And I hope you're not a victim, but I hope uh, after the show you'll be able to pass information on to the uh, to your friends, loved ones, acquaintances, um, and try to tell them, you know, what the warning signs are about uh, frauds that are taking place. Uh, we always start off the show and, and say elder abuse, and remind everybody elder abuse doesn't report itself. Um, our elder abuse here on the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force is we look at three of the three types of abuses. One is physical, one is institutional, and the other is financial. And that's the third one. And by far the biggest abuse of, of seniors today is the financial frauds. And probably 50 to 55% of all those financial exploitation, financial frauds and scams uh, are done, unfortunately, by loved ones, relatives, or people that seniors trust. But there are uh, the other 50 to 45% are professionals, and the professionals are preying on on seniors every day uh, all over the world. So we try to uh, enlighten everyone about what these scams are and uh, and also how they do affect people worldwide, not just here in the United States. So uh, today we're going to focus in on, on um, a couple of those scams. Uh, I just noticed, um, and again, I keep keep referring back to a great, great uh, a resource. It's called the Baker Fraud Report. It's on the Internet. Google it. It's a great deal. You can sign up and get it. And uh, Steve Baker writes it, and Steve Baker was a former um, uh, investigator, uh, Official with the Federal Trade Commission for 30 years, and now he works, I believe, with the Better Business Bureaus in the Midwest. But he continues to publish a, a document called the Baker Fraud Report that points you to different interesting articles or documents that we can use to help fight fraud, to make us aware where the fraud is, to make us know that this is a worldwide problem that's not just happening here in the United States. And his latest one, which I was kind of interested in, I know we have listeners all over the world, but I know we certainly have listeners in in Canada, and the uh, Canadian uh, Anti-Fraud Center just released their top their top ten frauds from the United uh, from uh, 2019. And what I thought was interesting here, I know we talk about what the Federal Trade Commission says, what the FBI says in the United States. Well, here's our neighbors to the north, and, and I, when I was a federal agent, I was very fortunate to work several cases with the Canadian authorities. They're great people to work with, and, uh, you know, truly our neighbors and truly uh, a combined spirit to fight these scams. But the uh, Canadian Anti-Fraud Center uh, reported last year that uh, ne- nearly $100 million in fraud was lost in, in Canada. And that's significant. You know, sometimes we just try to think that this only happens in the United States, but this is a worldwide issue. Uh, the total uh, reported losses from fraud was close to $96 million, um, 
And we got to remember that that it's probably higher because uh, less than five percent of fraud victims report their incident. A lot of people are embarrassed to report it, and we talk about this all along. That you know these investigations are not like TV where you can get them done in a half hour or an hour. They're long involved uh, investigations by very professional people who try to put pieces together. It's like putting a puzzle together. So, you know, if it's not reported, they can't find the victim. So that's, a, that's an interesting point right there. If they're showing close to $100 million and they had, they had in Canada... Their their uh, fraud uh, anti fraud center received forty six thousand reports of fraud from consumers and businesses last year. Uh, so we've got to remember it's probably a lot bigger out there. The um, they ranked they 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 looked at the top frauds in twenty nineteen, and they rated them by by reports and. Uh, uh, the, the number of reports, and then they r- r- rank them by, by financial losses. The um, uh, reports uh, that they received, number of reports in Canada last year, they say the highest amount by far was an extortion, and that's usually somewhere where somebody is trying to say, you know, you need money in order to get your, like the grandparent scam or some other scams like that. But that was, they had about 10,000 reports there. Um, but they went all the way down to, uh, they, they had, which is interesting, they had uh, about a, just under 1,000 reports of romance scams. But they had 1,200 reports on prize scams. These are the uh, sweepstakes scams. You won uh, a, a lottery scam or you won uh, the publisher's clearinghouse. But the obviously thing we look at is is the dollar loss, and the uh, the top ten frauds affecting Canadians ranked by dollars uh, were uh, when people just uh, they call it spear phishing, p h uh, i s i n g, where they just do this massive number of calls and just try to to target people and try to get them at a moment to join in on the scam. But their biggest, they had 18 million last year lost on, for on romance scams. That's a lot of money that people bought into these 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 romance scams, and we're going to talk about this. In fact, I've got some of the actual conversations that they used because they were able in a trial to come up with documents to show what the professionals are given by their bosses, how to entice you. T- and again, it's equally male and female. How to entice you all to take part in these uh, and be a victim of romance scams? So I think that's always that's always interesting. Um, uh, the Canadian uh, Anti Fraud Group uh, gives out some tips to help protect yourself from fraud, and and we've kind of talked about these in general. But here they are very specifically, and I think every every listener out there should listen and pass this on to their relatives, their loved ones, their neighbors, because all these are really good tips, um, which is real important. Create a strong password for each of your accounts. You know, I'm sure we all know everybody, some people that have a password, one, two, three, four. You know, that's not going to get it. You should try to combine it. Uh, listen to the instructions for security. Combine capital letters, numbers, and some, some even take... Um, 
signs like uh, uh, grammatical signs like question marks, exclamation points, but mix them in uh, and use your use your uh, your uh, setup with multiple factor authenticity to make it more difficult for someone else to access authentication, excuse me, to make it more difficult for someone to access your account. I know when I go on, I have to give my, I have to get in, give my code, but then I have to also give a lot of times um, check to call me on my um, cell phone, and then they give me an extra pass code to get in. And all this is is a double check, so whoever is going in the accounts, they know it's me and not somebody else. Uh, and constantly change these. And when you get a chance, you know, just don't stick with the same one for year after year. Even though it's, listen, I get it. It's a lot easier to, to remember just a couple type passwords and numbers. But if you change them, you're going to guarantee a better a better chance of not being uh, 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 hacked here. Um, Never on any circumstances accept money and send money to a third party. You may be knowingly participating in money laundering, which is a criminal offense. We're going to talk about a case that just happened here in our next segment um, that I, that I that the task force had a call on, and 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 a, a woman was smart enough after a while to finally see the red the the, the red flags and decided to stop what she was in the middle of. Um, a great point here is avoid reacting automatically. You know, a lot of us just work on the spur of the moment. Somebody says something, we instantaneously do this. But when you're about to expend funds or about to get involved with a new person that you've never met on the Internet, you saw a picture which, which many times is not really a picture, or you're dealing with somebody you didn't call, you don't know who it is, and, and this is a good tip. Avoid reacting automatically. Take five minutes to ask additional questions. Listen to your instincts. You know, our first instinct is usually right. Um, and if something doesn't seem right, uh, ask someone else about it. You know, have that personal friend. Have that, that, that professional person you know. Have a, a relative that you trust. Ask them, does this sound right before I enter into this? Uh, remember, um, try to help educate others by sharing what you know. And um, in Canada, they say, tell two other people and ask them to do the same thing. Um, interesting comment, they said, an unbroken chain of 25 people telling two would cover the, higher, the entire population of Canada. It's kind of an interesting statistic. The last three, do not trust the information on your call display because it can easily be manipulated. We talk about this all the time, and it's significant that that knowing that they can, the, the perpetrators, can put any number what they, they want on your cell phone or, um, or on your caller ID, you know, when they call in. Be very skeptical, especially if you didn't call them. Um, I think if you remember last week, we had a victim in who saw it and said, it said the sheriff's department. 
she thought, well, there must be some truth to that. She didn't go and check behind it. Unfortunately, we have to, you know, we have to trust but verify. I think that's a Ronald Reagan statement, but it applies to our lives because people who are unscrupulous are trying to get to the money that we have. And do not provide your personal or financial information on demand. You know, I can say that over and over again. A lot of people, it seems so obvious, but there are some people out there who do. will give it to somebody they've never met over the phone, and they, they did not initiate the phone call with the perpetrator. And this is very important. Uh, do not open an attachment or click a link in an unsolicited email or text message. When you do that, with the, with the availability of various software techniques that you have now opened up your computer or whatever it is, your iPhones, which is hooked up to the computer, um, into your uh, personal accounts and your, uh, your emails, and in, in some cases into your computer. So if you don't solicit an email or you or a text message, don't open up any attachments. That's all what you're doing is like opening the door to your house and somebody is coming in, you know, that you don't even know. You're going to let some stranger walk through your house? Well, basically, that's what you're doing here. So I think that I think that's kind of an, an you know, an interesting rundown. That's from our, you know, our neighbors uh, here to the to the uh, to the north in Canada. Um, and again, I know the government officials in both uh, countries are working together to help stop these frauds. Because I think we, as we say all along, criminals know no city boundaries, county boundaries, state boundaries, or country ba- uh, bar- barriers boundaries. They'll go anywhere for anything to make a buck. So I think as we look in that and we look and see what they what they tried to do is the only way to combat it is through, as we say it over and over again, education, education, and 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 hopefully, and it looks like certainly many of our governments are working together both at the state, local, and federal level to work together to try to combat these frauds because these frauds do affect many, many people. Um, I do think that uh, uh, as we go into our next break, we're almost through with this this, this first segment. Uh, we're going to go into some uh, issues here for, that we talked about on romance scams. So we'll, with that, we'll take our first break on the Safe Senior Hour. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it. And you'll love having one in your shop. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Segment of today's Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. We are talking about um, scams uh, today that affect uh, seniors, and we just in the last segment heard uh, some statistics from our, our neighbors to the north in Canada how they have been how they have been um, addressing the financial scam issues and and it's a uh, it's an eye-opening um, uh, revelation to see that this these scams happen all over uh, we're going to focus in on romance scams because in Canada that was the second biggest amount of money lost that was reported to the government was romance scams romance scams are taking place in every country in the world and uh, it is the only scam where they aren't telling you to do something immediately. Um, You know, this is your last chance to do this, or whatever it is you need to join us. Romance scams are just the opposite. So for this segment, which I think is interesting for for many people out there who you know or have have, talked to friends who are involved in a romance scam on the Internet, and you know, have found the person of their life. I'm just going to go through here and read portions of scripts that were used by scammers to perpetrate catfishing, which means trying to get money, and romance scams. They were what I'm reading are cited as evidence in the trial of an individual who was sentenced to 27 years in prison for mail fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, and interstate extortion. And I, I know you've heard me talk about the professionals and their scripts. Well, here's a script, and I'm not going to read everyone because it goes on and on, but we're going to start off, and it says, first thing, note these formats, and that's what they talk, formats, one through five. I'm going to read them, are to be used. This is a quote from their, uh, from their um, uh, scripts. And then it says, number one, if you are the first to email her, send this. And this is what they said to say in the first email. Wow, you spark up my entire thinking facility. I am ready to stop searching. And who knows, the rose in my heart could be yours. Drop a note, email address, and I'll reply instantaneously. Just, you you may wish to email me too. My email is da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, you're on my mind and sign it whatever the, 
they say sign it Ben two um, if the person as they read the profile on the dating site if they have a lovely profile um, but has no pictures and so you're to say on the script honestly you have a very lovely profile and I wish I could just see your picture there is this feeling that tells me you are as beautiful as your profile though what matters is the internal beauty but I would still like to see your picture kindly send me one to my gmail account at da 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 I am interested in getting to know more about you cheers Ben okay so if they have it this is your first account this, this is what they're telling scammers to do to you Three, if she sends you an email first, send this. Hey, how are you doing today? Wow, was the first thing I said when I went through your picture profile, I wonder why a woman like you is still single. Perhaps all the men around you are blind. Laugh out loud. I think we are probably looking for for real stuff on... Um, uh, on uh, on on the internet. Here, we can hook up and hopefully be wonderful soulmates. A little about myself. Hmm. It's no doubt I'm a very nice man, and when people meet me, they sense it before long. I love epic movies because I love adventure stories of the ancient time and anything related to real-life stories. Family is what I cherish most in life because family is that holds the present, the future, and generations to come. Blood is certainly thicker than water. I love family a lot. The wise saying that if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. By all means, keep moving. Seems the best saying in my world, and that's why I've never looked back. Well, the only thing lagging in my life now is the lovely woman that will follow me to my dreamland. I believe only those who seekers find, and that is why I want to get to know you. I prefer direct mail contacts because I don't want to come on this site all the time. Kindly email me on my Yahoo account at XYZ. Or leave me your address. Sometimes... We are dumbfounded on answer love-related matters because love is beyond human thinking. It's a natural thing from God himself. Hope to hear from you as soon as possible. Cheers, Ben. Again, what I'm reading you is scripts that are, that are planned to get into your head to show you how much um, uh, need you're going to have for this person that you've never met uh, on the internet here. So a lot of times people say, well, they're in a different area and everything. Why, you know, the, we're determined, you might have heard of geographically undesirable. Well, they have an answer for that. It says, if she's complaining about this distance, try this script. Well, I do believe it's too early to discuss distance because whenever I find true love, it's where I would live for the rest of my life. If you find a wicked love close to you and a true love far away, I bet you would wait for the true love. True love knows no bounds. Remember, they're sending this to somebody to try to get their their uh, 
commitment to somebody, the victim, so the victim still has never met anybody. They're talking on the Internet. But you can see the type of scripted words that they're telling him to use here to, to gain your interest, to gain your trust. I mean, he goes on, and, and I'm cutting out a lot of it. You know, like, I mean, I'm looking for a relationship that would be my last to my dying days. I've got a million words to say to you, but I would prefer a better communication via personal emails as I wouldn't like to come on a dating site all the time. I am a one-woman man, so I'd rather get, get going with you and you alone. Looking forward to your response. Cheers. So they have an answer if she replies. And they won't give up, and she's smart. She thinks she's smart. She won't give up her email. But we've told you, these people are professionals. Here's their response when somebody says, yeah, I'll reply on the dating site, but won't release their email. Hi. This is the the response, the scripted response. Your quick re- response have really made, made my day, and I'm so happy about it. Each time I log on to the site, I see over 10 new women winking, but I really don't like because I'm the one-woman man. I hate cheats, and I've never done that in my whole days of living. Please, if you can help me, stop coming to this site. I would so much appreciate it. I've got a million words to say to you, but not anymore in the site. Kindly email me at my, in this case was a Gmail account, or give me your email. Looking forward to your response. They have an answer. She still doesn't want to give up her email, the victims, and uh, and talk of phone calls. Send this one. This is our pre-printed scripts. Hi. Your quick response have made my day. Talks about this. I hate cheats. Phone is, um, phone is a good, but email is better because email has... References where phone does not. When you read messages, you can go back there any time in the future and read it all over again. But phone calls allow words to disappear in the time. Don't get me wrong. I would love to hear your voice, but I think it's better we start this way. Looking forward to this. So you can see what they're trying to do, that he's concerned about your safety. He's concerned about your actions. So it's kind of interesting to see how they try to gather your 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 trust here. Um, so they have an answer when they receive the first email from you, the victim, that doesn't go through a dating site. Hi, Angel. I'm so excited to read read from you soon. Please confirm you received the message. So I could send more about me. I'm looking for my second half, a woman to spend the remaining seconds of my life with. What I'm reading this for is you can understand people who fall for these, how good the professionals are. They have this scripted email. They have an answer to everything. And this is how they tried to get, you know, basically get get into the victim's head and say, we are one. It's an interesting it's an interesting topic and as we go through the further shows and 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 we have time later today we're going to go through more of this cuz it's important you hear it. So with that that'll end the um the second segment of the Safe Senior Hour and the next one we're going to have Chuck McFilmy on the 
Public Information Office to talk us about uh, scams. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the third segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis, and we're very fortunate to have a guest is uh, uh, the Public Information Officer for the Marietta PD, Chuck McPhillamy, who also uh, fills in and helps as the Public Information Officer for our North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. I appreciate you calling. We we had an interesting first half hour talking about... um, romance scams and uh, situations that are taking place and other scams throughout Canada and you realize how many scams there are and uh, we were reading actually we're able to get a script from a trial and it was kind of enlightening and and trying to read to our viewers that this they're professionals you're dealing with on that 45% of the people that are pros trying to get your money So what we've tried to do, and and thanks to you, is trying to get to educate the public. So if you could just give our our listeners some ideas what we're trying to do to get the word out um, about the current scams uh, to um, uh, our citizens here in the metro Atlanta. Well, I think the biggest thing is that we, as your listeners, are used to living in a society where people don't know 
things about our personal life, or they didn't in the past. And so we would assume that if someone called up and knew my grandchild's name or my distant relative's name, that surely they must actually be telling the truth and they must know me. And the sad truth today is that that is no longer the case. As you said, these people who would be willing to scam you out of your money are incredibly adept at looking up personal information about me, for instance, and then contacting me, threatening me with harming my family or doing something to embarrass me in some way, shape, or form unless I fill in the blank, run to the store and get them some sort of gift cards or transfer money into an account. And the scare tactics are vicious. And, and I would say relentless. The best advice that we can give people is that if you're faced with a phone call like that and it seems strange, hang up and call 911 or call your loved one that they're claiming that is now being hurt. If it's real and they truly need your help filling in the blank with some action, they'll call back. The reality is it's a scare tactic to keep you on the phone and get you to be willing to give up money. It, it, it is so true. And, 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 again, there's two types of frauds that we were talking about. Uh, the fraud that says you must act immediately. Um, uh, you know, and I think people heard it. If you go in, if you don't buy this item today, it won't be here tomorrow. The sale goes off. Well, isn't that basically what they do? to most of these scams, whether it be a, a jury scam or, um, you know, uh, a home improvement scams. Do it now or you'll never have this deal. Uh, isn't that what you see? Correct. And not only that, when you get onto a list of people who discover that you are susceptible to the scam and did send money, worse yet, you become a hot commodity that your name and phone number now gets traded within these groups or counterculture of scammers that you're a potential victim and they will sell your name and information to each other so that others can try to continue to scam you. Right, and and I think the important thing is that if you know of somebody else, you know, that, that possibly has been scammed, there are professionals that you can call to help doesn't mean they're going to come in and they're going to arrest and send you know the SWAT team. They're going to look at it, and it might be just the piece of the puzzle that's needed to uh, to finish an investigation or to to actually start a bigger investigation. Um, I Correct. Th- I, I I think the, the, the that hit home to me, and I and we always say it is that we had a federal person come in and speak, and we asked them what can be done what can all of us this was law enforcement regulatory people what can we do to uh, as as professionals here to help you know stop this uh, this was one of those cases where where uh, a uh, like a lottery or or a uh, publisher's clearinghouse is another good example about there is always a segment of it that 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 might be not true uh, what can we do? And there, and give us three things. And he and he said to us, and I remember as clear as day: educate, educate, educate. And that's why I thank Chuck for doing what he does with his public information officers. 
If you uh, do, you have any the any off the top of your head of anything current that you've put out recently? I know you've put some notices out that's been going on in our area here. The one that I haven't put out yet and still need to, the most recent one, was brought to us from a neighboring police de- police department police agency. They said that the computer will get hacked, so you you're already dealing with a cross-section of our society, I I, I would say that you could probably divide all of us that use a computer into maybe three categories. (laughs) You have that expert, fantastic, super adept user of the computer, knows how to work it backward and forward. Then you have the occasional average user who's used to whatever software their employer trained them on or what they used. And then you have the people who are more intimidated by the computer and follow the prompts and believe that everything is real. Well, that for that last section, you have people that will lure you onto a website that appears to be legitimate. Before you know it, they've taken over your computer. And then the latest scam, so we, we, we've all heard about different cities who have had their entire city infrastructure hacked and then they have to pay a ransom in order to get back at their data. Well, the, the reality is that they're looking, these same people that would scam a city are looking for ways that they can take money from unexpecting individuals as well. And one of these neighboring agencies said that it was very elaborate and very convincing. So you, you, tell this company now, who the company is is an actual hacker who has hacked into your machine, you tell them that you need their help to get your computer working again, when in fact they're the ones that have hijacked it. They go into your computer and they look for whatever access they have to your banking, and they simply replicate one of your own statements that's there, and then create it, falsify it to make it appear that somehow there was this egregious banking error and money was taken from their legitimate scamming, legitimate supposedly company, and put into your account. And Joe, I'm just so concerned. I have a small company and I need to get that money back. And it could be in the tens of thousands of dollars. And they convince you to go in and immediately transfer that money supposedly back out of your account into theirs when, in fact, the money was never transferred to you in the first place. And, and, and it's so believable. I mean, I, I, I know one of the, the victims of that, I mean, the, the, the woman was a, 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 a like a, a vice president of a, of a whole division of a bank, and, you know, and she's retired, and she opened up her bank statement, and there was the money. I mean, she believed it. And, um, and then went, and then... Um, and she said, looking back, how I could be so stupid. But we're not stupid. We're caught, caught up in a trying to help people. And I think most people try to help people. Don't you agree, Chuck? I mean, it's, that's they, our nature. They try to help people for the most part, whether they're cynical or not. They still want to believe people are innocent and that they're doing the right thing. We're also so busy. How many of us could say, if we're being honest, that we got in the car And then before we know it, we realized we're at our next appointment or we're at our loved one's house. And in that almost terrifying moment, 
we really don't remember even driving there. Mm. I'm not saying that we didn't pay attention while we were driving, but we're so distracted and so preoccupied as a society that in that moment, if someone gets you on the phone and you're distracted and they sound convincing enough, before you know it, as you said, the most professional, well-educated person can be duped by these scammers. Well, I, I you know, I, that is an issue, and 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 again, a, a lot of these are are redos of previous scams that they just uh, they just uh, make it. Uh, Tweak a few things, trying to uh, to convince people that uh, you know that it's really not a scam. And uh, I, I know in a case that we talked about at our last task force meeting. I mean, this this woman was shocked. She ended up she initially she couldn't get into her computer. It was locked. She said, "I had everything in there. I had all my grandkids. I had everything. I needed to get into my computer." And the only way was a number, and it gave a, a name of, of a legitimate company that she was aware of. And she called. She didn't independently call. She called the number that was on the notification that, you know, your computer is frozen because there's a virus. And when she called, she ended up getting the scammers. But it was important to her to get her computer back. She had everything. We all have everything on the computer. Sure. And at that point, they asked the, the great question, well, you know, just give me the passwords and I'll work with you. I'm not going to open it. I'm just, I need it to move around in your computer. And she said she saw the arrow going around and, and they told her and represented a lot of things, but it was like a, uh, you know, three or four days later, she ends up getting this new bank statement that turned out to be a complete fraud. So when you turn your computer over to somebody, make sure you're, you're, you're dealing with a legitimate business. I mean, I, th- I think that's just common sense, but we don't, you know, we, we believe because it's on the computer, it's correct. Computers give people courage, and they're not always, you know, the, the information you're reading is not always correct, so you have to independently verify that. So I think that's a, that's a significant, uh, and that's a significant point is that we have to get the education out to people, and and you know, and the people that will come forward, and we had somebody on last week. We're going to have somebody on again, uh, hopefully in the near future, who was a victim. They're embarrassed, but she's but they say they've got to tell somebody so they don't get caught in this stuff. And that's why my hats off to Chuck and his people what they're trying to do. So, um, if, if you've got a uh, a minute, what what? Um, uh, your group of public information officers, so as we talk to people around the country, around the world, maybe that's what that's a good way to get the message out to to a whole community. As a as a police department, the chief of the department asks one or more individuals to represent them within the media and that's the title that you're talking about. Right. A public information officer. And we do have an alliance here within the metro area, and there are roughly a dozen of us from different agencies of different sizes representing different communities that talk almost daily about what is the message that we're hearing, how can we get the word out, because the criminals don't follow jurisdictional borders. It doesn't happen so conveniently that a scam would only happen in one city and not the neighboring city or even the neighboring county. Uh, The more that we can share that information, the better. 
And it goes back to what you started with, Joe. You have to have the courage to speak up and be part of that. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know what your timing is like, but do I have a minute that I can well, elaborate well, on that? about if you can... Uh Hold on, and we're going to about to take a break here. It's uh, and we'll come on in in about uh, we'll come back in about another minute or two if you can stay on and if you could elaborate. Sure. That'd be great, Chuck. So with, with that, we will take um, um, our our break uh, from our third segment. We'll be moving in to say to the last segment. Um, we're going to be talking about an, another scam that's going on that was just brought to our attention, and I wanted Chuck to hear it because I don't think. He's been made aware of it. It's an old scam with kind of a new twist. So we're we're very interested in getting the message out, you know, and we think that it's a uh, important message to get out. So with that, we're going to end uh, this segment of the Safe Senior Hour, and we'll be back shortly. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the final segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. We are honored to have our guest here, uh, Public Information Officer for the uh, Marietta, uh, Georgia Police Department, Chuck McPhillamine. He also uh, helps out uh, part-time, and we're very happy with it, with the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force. And we're talking about ways that... uh, we can inform and educate the public, and that's what we were speaking about in the last segment. And, Chuck, you were going to try to address another issue here. I was, Joe. The The reality for some of your listeners may have remembered from previous segments that I'm kind of an open book. My parents passed a few years ago. Um, my father almost a decade. My, my mother passed a few years ago, and I'm the the baby of the family and so she between being a boy that mother-son relationship as well as being the baby there were often times that she would confide in me when she was concerned or or didn't feel comfortable necessarily confiding in some of my older siblings and I remember her talking at length about her fears and that's something that I think needs to be discussed openly on the radio because it impacts so many of your listeners. She emphasized repeatedly that she was terrified 
of showing any signs of weakness, especially to her family, Hmm. because she felt like that would give them cause to remove her from her own home and her own environment or driving and her own privileges and somehow show the sign of weakness that she should be just put away or sent to some assisted living or some nursing home. And as we all age, we're all in varying stages of approaching that same conversation. And the reality is, in that moment, if my own mother had fallen victim to one of these scams, as a family, I can see us reacting to that and being frustrated that what happened and she was taken advantage of. But I think it's important for the younger generation hearing this to realize that that isn't a sign of weakness on our parents or or our older loved ones. It's a the level of expertise from these individuals scamming them has increased exponentially. And as you said earlier, anyone can fall victim to this regardless of their age, their level of education, their level of comfort, even within the field of of what that scam is involving, say, computers. The reality is we need victims to come forward. Otherwise, what we're creating is this area of opportunity for criminals to just run rampant and take advantage of a cross-section of society and not be held accountable because the victims are too afraid to come forward. Your points are very well taken, and we constantly have to remind our our citizens, all I mean, our listeners all over the world, on that it, it's not just a U.S. problem; it's everywhere. And that kind of and that kind of uh, of of discussion and trust that 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 your mom had with you were, is very important. And that's why we say we're we're fortunate when in our lives, if we're able to have that, and it could be with our wives, it could be with our relatives, it could be with our siblings, but it could also be with a a faith-based person, a, a minister, a pastor, a rabbi, um, or you know, anybody in the faith-based community, and, and or or just a neighbor. You know, you might be very close to a neighbor, which brings up a point that it, when I when I get Chuck on, I always want him so our listeners to know if you have a friend or a loved one where you haven't been able to get in touch with, or something changes in their habits and they live alone, they can always call law enforcement, right, Chuck, for a welfare check? Correct. I had an interesting scenario very similar to that yesterday. We have a, I, I happen to attend the church of my choice, and we have an individual who is almost like the statue out in front of the old established building. He's just always there, steady Eddie, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he didn't show up for service and wasn't readily available by phone. And I was getting very close to calling the local police department and asking them to do a welfare check because I was truly concerned for his safety. And a half an hour late, he showed up, happy-go-lucky. He's an older gentleman, and he was kind of playfully joking back, and I said, you, you need to understand, as your friend, I was getting ready to have the police come knock on your door. If I call your phone and text your phone, and he had replaced his cell phone, and for whatever reason, there was no alert set to his oh. text messaging, and he, it, he didn't hear it. But that's a very relevant conversation, and yes, 
you can always call the local police department. We are more than happy to go do those welfare checks to ensure that someone's okay. And you're and, and talking to officers like yourself, you're very happy to knock on the door and there's the there's the person you're checking on as everything is fine. That's that's, that's a great outcome. That you know, is correct. Right? I mean, you know, there are times you go in where they're not. And and I I was at a meeting in North Georgia where a, a sheriff's got a call and it turned out this, this woman had fallen out of the tub and broke her hip and couldn't she was in such pain couldn't couldn't crawl couldn't do anything and people were calling and they figured oh well Martha or whatever her name was was just out and they finally sent the sheriff and and thank God they did it was like a, it was later in the day and but she laid there for hours but if it wasn't for somebody saying I better check on the welfare of Martha or whatever her name was and you know the sheriff's office did it like police would do it you know you i think people got to remember chuck you know i you know i come from a federal law enforcement community but hey we all have you know mothers fathers relatives we understand and you know we're out to help people and especially the officers that do it day in and day out you know they don't get that much thanks but they're out there and they truly are out there to uh uh, to help, what is it? The model serve and uh, protect and serve, right? And that's it. You know, that's part of it. So, my, I, it's it's it, it, it's an honor to deal with with law enforcement because they're out there doing the same thing and uh, trying to help people. And um, I, and and your attitude was, you know, we're about the call. That's right. And people should be thinking that because you'll know whether you know Martha should be walking down the street walking a dog or Martha should be answering a phone or I haven't seen her you know shopping or at church you know give that welfare check a call I, I, I think the police appreciate that it it dovetails nicely into an age-old statement that while tired it's still applicable the see something say something the reality, Joe, is that people know their own neighborhood. You know what cars your neighbors typically drive, including the one that has the noisy muffler. You know, I mean, probably half of your audience just snickered over that because we all have that one neighbor who has that noisy car or noisy muffler or they have that teenage son who's fixed up his car to sound like a hot rod. The reality is we know what looks normal and feels normal within our neighborhood far more than any local law enforcement ever can because you live there you're there almost 24 7 if you see something that seems out of place let us know and then conversely what you just said if someone is missing from a location they're normally at or you can't reach them via phone you know if that's normal or not and if it's not normal for them to not be available reach out, have us do a welfare check, and the more information you can give us, the better. If I were calling right now about Joe Gavallis, and I knew Joe Gavallis, and I knew that he normally drives a fill-in-the-blank, whatever size vehicle or color vehicle or make and model, or it's normally in a garage and you can't see it, or it's normally parked in the driveway, whatever information I can give 911 when I make that call, it's that much easier for the officer when they show up not easy from the sense of they don't want to do the job, but easy for them to play detective on the scene. 
well, I'm here for a welfare check on Joe, and they said that he always parks his vehicle in the driveway and there's no vehicle there. Well, that's a pretty good indication that he might just be okay and he might be gone. Or if he is in distress, it's probably not here at the house. We're still going to knock on the door. We're still going to look through windows and see if there's someone laying on the ground inside. We're going to do whatever we can, but the more information that you can give the the call takers on 911, the more they can relay to us as officers out in the field. Yeah, I think it's very important, and, and I just saw one in, in a community I'm familiar with where some elderly people were looking and were, were just concerned that, that some people that moved in the house kind of up the street from them were out there yelling, and then the the, the neighbor, the, the elderly person was looking and saw a constant car stopping there and people running out and, like, going back and forth. And then she contacted other neighbors, and the other neighbors reviewed their their cameras. And and, and the long and short of it, compared to with other, other uh, cameras that were in the neighborhood, they found out that it was a, 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 a drug operation going on. But it all started because, as you said, people know the neighborhood, and they know what's unusual and what isn't. And then they finally got with the police, and the police took action and helped close down this, uh, you know, this uh, this drug operation. And 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 the, the senior that was seeing this and hearing these people yelling, uh, she was scared. She's she's a widow and lived alone. So if you see something that's out of the ordinary, she also con- con- confided in her neighbors, who she's a friend with. So she was. Uh, we have like a neighborhood doing this, so this this is the way to do it: is to help people. Um, um, you know, if you see something, say something, and that's the important thing. And I, and I agree with you, Chuck. We we can't uh, we, we can't stress that enough. And because um, we can help save possibly you know one of our loved ones or a neighbor. And bring it back full circle. If you hear in that you you referenced her having a friend that she trusted and could and could confide in. So if you have that relationship with anyone and they and they confide in you that they are the victim of a scam and they they think they may have just been the victim of a scam or had money taken from them, that's the time you need to encourage them to call the police and file a report so that we can try and prevent this. It, if depending on where they've sent the money to, the reality is it may be unlikely that we can get the money back. Well, It's at least possible. I, and it's definitely possible that we could prevent someone else from being a victim of the same and, camp. And that's the whole idea, is this. Get somebody you can trust, contact your local professionals. Chuck, I appreciate you coming on. Always appreciate your thoughts. And with that, we're going to have to end uh, this this uh, this um, segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. And remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.